This episode of Meet Me for Coffee is brought to you by Chatter365 at chatter365.com. This amazing app that you need for your phone. Get in touch with your community. Talk to people who speak different languages because it has an auto-translate feature, which means they speak their language, you speak yours. It translates to you in between. There's no running to Google Translate anymore. Download the app right now, wherever you get your apps for your phone. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We got an awesome guy named Steve Ham. He's a former uh, U.S. veteran. He uh, actually participated in the war over in Afghanistan and I believe Iraq, right? Correct. So you're, you're, you're a helicopter pilot uh, by trade, I guess. Um, you, yeah. You live through the war. Um, those are some pretty crazy times for you, right? What, 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 uh, what inspired you to, to go represent your country or um, fight for your country? Uh, well, let's see. Initially, uh, my dad was uh, in the Air Force for a little while, but um, I think uh, because of that, and uh, he kind of grew me for a, a military career. Um, he actually wanted me go wanted me to go attend one of the uh, the military academies or at least one of the four or five we have in this country. So, um, but when I was that young, I was a rebel. I didn't really think I wanted to do it. So, graduated high school and decided to join the army from from you know the bottom basically. And uh, I think it was a good thing that I did because uh, it it teaches you you know I guess all the core values that you need to know. So that when you progress on, it just it's just part of you. And then uh, after about eight years of being a helicopter mechanic, um, I had the opportunity to uh, put in an application for uh, helicopter flight training. So I did that, uh, got selected, fortunately, and uh, the rest is pretty much history. So um, I think the military was just my calling. Well, you know what? Uh, thank you for uh, defending our honor and our freedoms and this and that. Um, I believe the United States actually you know, supports their troops a lot more than the Canadian government does. I'm, I'm outside of Toronto, by the way. And okay. uh, when it comes to supporting the veterans, our government says they have no money. And that's a very big slap in the face because wow. he goes around and he spends a lot of cash on stuff he doesn't need to. And especially now he got exposed for some type of scandal. But anyway, uh, going back to you, um, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of research on some of the, the warfare stuff um, just in the past. And I know that uh, jet fighters, people who drop bombs, I, I saw something on 60 Minutes. There was a guy, he'd have dinner with his family. He go to the Air Force Base and he go drop a bomb in Iraq and be back in four hours. That's that's kind of like the type of warfare that we're talking about over in Iraq, right? Um, I guess it's kind of like that nowadays. They even have the uh, UAV operators who they're back in the states in their uh, their trucks and remotely operating uh, whatever because someone with boots on the ground overseas is is calling them in to, to drop something. So that's uh, how technology has advanced lately. So, but. Um, as far as, yeah, the Air Force guys were probably like that. Uh, we didn't have that luxury. Uh, we were uh, for, we were pretty much armed reconnaissance, so we were out there for like eight hours at a time, just day, day and night, and just, you know, finding stuff. And uh, if we happened to, to get, you know, into, into contact with something, then, you know, we'd, we'd uh, fight as best we could until uh, we can get the, uh, the bigger guns involved. So each day was uh, kind of a new surprise just to see what was out there. So you come back, you take an acting course, after all. <laughs> and uh, just yeah. a few years, like I see, I see that you, you were actually in, were you in law and order as well, right? No, and unfortunately not. That's, that's an inconsistency. I tried to fix oh. that. Uh, no, I wasn't in law and order, unfortunately. It is one of my favorite shows. That's on your wrong. IMDb, just so you is know. Is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Thanks for telling me. I'm going to have to fix that for sure. Yeah. No, I was never on law and order. Um, 
No, it, uh, the whole acting thing came about, was just, that's kind of a crazy funny story as well. Um, just before I decided to retire, I just had this idea one day, I said, hey, you know, acting sounds cool. I don't know where it came from, honestly, I don't know. Maybe because when I was younger, I mean, I was I was only child growing up, so I was always pretending, you know, to to be with other people or do other things. So I think it was just a natural progression after a while. Um, but uh, I looked up uh, acting classes when I was in uh, Tennessee. And in Nashville, they have like several companies down there that, that, that do that. So I picked one guy. Um, his name was uh, Alan Dicer, actually. And he used to be a full contract player on a uh, on All My Children back in the day. So he runs his own uh, coaching uh, program and uh, yeah, basic coaching. And I went down there for a weekend workshop for a cold reads is what it turns out to be. And uh, after two days of doing cold reads, it was like I, I got bit by the acting bug. I was hooked. I'm like, this is something I really want to pursue. But, you know. When you start acting, you know, there's, you either get paid little or nothing, you know, you're, you're a background, you're extra or whatever. It's just, you have to work up to the bigger roles. So um, I was in the process of getting out of the military. I had a job lined up, so I had to get myself settled, you know, in my new place. And once I did that, then uh, I saw a, uh, opening a casting call for representation and agency in, in the uh, Cleveland or Akron area. So I went to do that and, uh, Fortunately, they they liked my background. They 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 liked how uh, my personality was, or what I represented, or how I came across. So, uh, they offered to sign me, and I I accepted. And uh, the rest of history. So I've been doing it ever since uh, 2013. And I see a lot of uh, short films on your on your resume here. Um, yeah. What's the benefit of uh, being in a short film as opposed to a longer film? Doesn't take as long to film, actually. Um, yeah, short. Sure. But. Uh, I think, you know, for any up and coming actor, you know, doing the indie films, short films, that's just a way to get your experience on set, meet other people and network and just kind of cut your teeth into the business. Um, you know, you just learn the ins and outs. That way, when, he, when the time comes to begin the bigger projects with either, you know, the networks or big budget movies, whatever, at that point, you're, you've been experienced enough to know how to act on set and, you know, how to do character development, script analysis, all that stuff. And it takes time. Um, but, uh, yeah, short films is just a way just to, to cut your teeth in the business. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm still open to, to doing short films. I'm submitting, you know, uh, auditions for it all the time, uh, just, just to keep in the game. That's awesome. Uh, how about Common Creed? Like, let's talk about that movie. What's it all about? Okay. Common Creed was about, that was uh, based on the writer, uh, uh, his uh, personal uh, uh, experience growing up in the Cleveland area. This was during the... Uh, opioid epidemic, I should say. So uh, he, I think he actually lost a brother, a family member as well with that. But uh, basically it's about, like I said, the, the opioid drug epidemic and I played the mayor. And uh, uh, unfortunately my daughter, girl played my daughter, got caught up uh, in the wrong place, wrong time, got killed. And after that happened, I was distraught, obviously distressed. I'm like, I need, we need to get to the bottom of this. So after that, it follows, you know, how the drug thing came about and how it kind of started becoming bigger and everything. So it was just actually his personal story, but uh, it was fun to play. Um, and uh, I, I dug as deep as I can to bring whatever I could to the character to show either, you know, um, uh, anger or distress, whatever the case may be. So it was just one of those fun things. And uh, I didn't, it wasn't like a big audition. It was just like, Hey, I, uh, you look kind of look like a mayor. So let, let, let's put you in here. And then I ran with it basically. Uh, you know what? All these films, uh, they're very hard to, to track down to watch. I know common, it, the, the, the film we we're just talking about, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's on Amazon Prime, right? 
Uh, it's on Hulu, if I'm not mistaken. Hulu, okay. Because yeah. Because, uh, you know, up here in Canada, a lot of people have Hulu, a lot of people have Amazon Prime but and Netflix, but I guess the licensing thing, I had this thing going, yeah. I was talking to Sean Kanan a few months ago and he was trying to promote his show and, and like, there's a lot of licensing problems, so we don't get to see everything, um, yeah. but there is a way to, to watch it if you, you really, really want to. Um, uh, any other projects coming up in the future that, I mean, I know you have another job as well between acting and uh, yeah. family. Yeah. Um, full-time job is a life flight helicopter pilot still. So I get to still fly. Um, it's a, a week on week off type of flexible schedule, which is very unique, but it also enables me to continue the, the acting as well. So the only problem is, is that, you know, depending on when rehearsal dates are or, or casting dates or shooting dates, they don't, they kind of conflict sometimes with my work schedule. So when I see that, then I don't even bother submitting because I'm not even going to put that kind of pressure or that, that burden on, you know, the crew or the writer director or whatever. So sometimes it works out. Sometimes they work with you, but sometimes it doesn't. So you just kind of, it's pick and choose or when you get lucky. So, but, um, it's, a it's a intense job sometimes, but I think that's kind of my calling as well. Cause I do enjoy, you know, uh, helping people out. And I guess that's my one way to help out, you know, strangers, you know, in their time of need or distress. So. And thank you for helping people in need, man. Um, you know, sure. fighting, fighting for both of our countries. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, my, my yeah. roommate in college, he actually dropped out or well, he started training and then he told his parents he dropped out to, to go to the army and he went to Afghanistan and, amongst other of my friends, more of my friends, they went and they, they don't even want to talk about it. They don't want to talk, say anything about it. Um, that's just how much it's, it's engraved in their head. Um, so to do something like that, uh, thank you, man. I don't even know what, what Welcome. I know. I know. Thank you is probably not enough in your mind, but um, no, it's plenty. Uh, like I said, I, it's a volunteer force. So, I mean, I volunteered for it and, uh, you know, I, I did 23 and a half years and I could have got out after 20, but, uh, you know, I, there were some obligations that I still had to meet. So, uh, but it, it was worth it. I learned a lot. Um, and it made me appreciate being back, you know, in my country, as opposed to being over there with everything that's going on, what they're going through. So, and I think, you know, some people that may have that like still sense of entitlement or, or not really the big picture of stuff, you know, spend one day over there and it'll probably change your mind forever. All right. I'm interested in flight. I'm interested in planes, jets, um, to your recollection, have you ever flown in a jet, by the way, a fighter jet? No, unfortunately not. No? I'd uh, like to. Well, what's your favorite plane? What, what, if you had a, any any uh, choice to fly in any oh, type man. of aircraft, wow. which one would you choose? Probably choose the F-22 Raptor. You're you going to wear a pair of Depends on that thing? Because uh, <laughs> right? I honestly think I would. God. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that looks intense. I mean, up here in Ohio, we got a uh, amusement, car, amusement park called Cedar Point, and that's supposed to be the amusement uh, park capital, roller coaster capital of the world uh, for years and years and years. And they got this uh, one one roller coaster ride, and uh, it's it's pretty intense. I mean, it doesn't go up very high, but it's got twists and turns. And I mean, from when time it starts, the time it ends. It's got you. Then he got up a new one called Steel Vengeance. And that one's like a three and a half minute long coaster that never stops. And I mean, you get off of that. You're just, you're just like, Whew, that was, that was something you, you remember it. Well, I know Dayton, Ohio has one of the biggest uh, air shows in all North America. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Just because my uncle, he frequents down there because um, he works down there, but he told me about it and I looked it up and they've got some amazing displays uh, that we don't see here in Canada. Uh, like I'm just obsessed with flight and it's really cool to meet a, a pilot, someone who's gone to war, someone who's an actor. You've done it all, man. And finally, yeah. let's talk about your coffee craze. Do you drink coffee? Oh man, let me tell you, do I drink coffee? God, I think, uh, yeah, first thing I get up, if uh, after using the restroom and everything, it's it's get that cup of joe and get it going so i want to i guess i want to tell you that i love the the theme you know meet up for coffee that's awesome i mean uh yeah coffee's my my bread and butter i i really can't survive without having at least one cup a day if, if not more um it's just it's just bliss for me it really is well, well it's good that you go to the restroom before you have a coffee otherwise yeah. you're running to the restroom oh uh, uh, yeah right <laughs> and, you know uh, being uh, out of the field is it's very very hard um especially if you're flying and it, and it hits you uh yeah well, oh yeah how, how do you take your coffee well uh i'm kind of a uh if i drink I could do straight black, but I prefer not. So my favorite is uh, some uh, sweet Italian cream in there just to sweeten up a little bit. And uh, it makes my day. I mean, uh, when I'm at work for the night shift, you know, uh, I usually prep the, the pot before going to bed. And so that either, you know, before, if we get a call early in the morning, you know, tell me, come back, depending what time it is, the coffee's already brewed or they just hit a button, you know, and they can start it. Or when I get up, if there's no calls, usually the time I get up, it's the pot's ready to go. And I'm like, first thing, boom, after using the restroom, coffee pot let's get the day going that's amazing steve yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show come on sure Anytime thanks for having you me make, reach out um who's who's one of your favorite hollywood stars who do you who do you want to be like or who did yeah. you idolize growing up there's been a lot but i think recently i've i've had more of a uh uh, thing for uh, for Denzel Washington and watching watching his stuff. I mean, the variety of roles he's played, and you know, most recently with Equalizer. I mean, I think he did phenomenal in that. But you know, he's just a true professional. And uh, if I ever got the opportunity to work with him one day, it would it would probably be like definitely a bucket list thing for me. I'll remember that. Everybody else will remember <laughs> this as well. Denzel Hopefully. Washington right. was amazing on Training Day. Um, oh yeah, I gotta yeah. say he's one of my favorite actors as well. So anyway, thanks so much. We'll talk sure. to you soon. Uh, this will right. be available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever we get your podcasts from. Like, subscribe, share. It's Steve Ham, and you've seen him on Common Creed, Enigma, Buzzing in the Garage, released back, back in 2016, and more. If you want to check him out, where can they get, get in touch with you? Uh, official website is uh, ms.org and uh, that takes you to all my uh, social media platforms, my email address, and all that stuff. It's all demo reels, all in one, one shop. Thanks a lot. Sure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.